Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Conversation. My name is Graham. And I'm Malika. And thank you for coming back and listening to us. As you, as we said last time, this is very new to us, so it's not very polished, but don't you worry. Over the next coming weeks, we'll get it all done and dusted and we'll be better. So Malika, what have you done since last week? Well, I've been working, lockdown, Groundhog Day, working every day, and uh, that's it really, <laughs> work. And turn off the laptop now and again just to try and get some uh, some time away from it all. Um, that's it. How about you, Grim? Pretty much the same. I just realised I was just twizzling on my chair, so I'll, 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 I better sit still for a second. But yes, uh, <laughs> as everyone knows, I'm, I'm working in the NHS uh, now, and it is it is the same thing every day. We're going in and just trying to be as you know the best we can. You know, I'm supporting the vaccine clinic as well, uh, and you know it's really rewarding to see people coming in to get to getting their vaccines and stuff. So it's it's it's, it's like you say, it's, it's Groundhog Day. But you know, I think we're getting to a point where the end is nigh. You know. We feel we're recording these in February, so when these come out in March, things may have changed, so you never know. Fingers crossed. We really hope so. Um, but yeah, as key workers, that's what we do. We just uh, get on with it, don't we? Yeah. I've done some tests as well, been testing staff and, and children in school, as you know, because I volunteered to do that in my in my school. So yeah, full Actually, PPE. Four days, and it's it's uncomfortable but you know it's it's it's, it's protecting each other isn't it, and it protects exactly them. it's got to be done so all the all the evidence is there to suggest that we need to continue doing what we do so yeah Fantastic. keep a distance and uh yeah just yeah, protect so each other last week we obviously had a chat about just us really it was great to have a conversation about how we met and you know how we you know why we're doing this and we had a chat with sarah didn't we um, but this week, obviously, um, Transgender Day of Visibility is coming up uh, on the 31st. Um, basically, so we've brought in another friend of ours uh, who can talk a little bit more about this and has their own journey to um, talk about. Um, so we can be quiet for a little bit, which would be nice, won't it? Yeah, exactly. I think it's time for us to really just uh, be quiet, you and I, and give the platform to our guest. Absolutely. Uh, so let's welcome Finley Games. Hi, both. Hello. I'm just, as if by magic. Hello, Finley. <laughs> <laughs> appear like magic. <laughs> no editing at all. <laughs> Hi, Finn. Thank you very much for joining us uh, on the conversation. Pleasure. Lovely it's a great honour to have you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Fantastic. As we've said, obviously, we, we, you know, we're learning. This is something new. Uh, and as we're doing this as a podcast and a video cast, so everyone has to forgive us. And I, I will eventually, by episode six, stop saying forgive us. <laughs> but that's the way we are at the moment. But um, as I said, we, 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 TDOF is, is coming up uh, next week. And basically, we, you know, there's lots of talk out there. Obviously, you know, in February, we have LGBT History Month, but it's still the trans community doesn't have a platform, uh, a visible platform in terms of like, you've got the LGB. Okay, well, there's a T there, but there's nothing really much done about it. And, you know, we've had conversations, um, you know, on and off really over the past kind of 12 to 18 months really about how we can we put the T um, in LGBT. Um, and, you know, a few weeks ago, the government kind of stopped beat blockers uh, for young people in terms of like stopping puberty. Was, it didn't really get that much press. Uh, you know, there was, there was a bit on the BBC and that's it. You know, these young people, that is huge to them in terms of stopping something that will then cause problems later on in terms of their continuing their transition. So I think for us, I want to bring you on. Um, obviously, I know you've got a book coming out about your own journey. Um, but, you know, this is about you talk, telling us about how 
people like myself and Malik can become, can become visible trans allies? It's a really good question. I think it's such a tough time right now for our trans community. Trans issues in general are so much further behind the rest of the community. I mean, I think with trans people, we've actually just been watching It's a Sin. And if you look at the way that gay people were seen then, that's pretty much where trans people are now. Mm -hmm. A kind of real misinformation and lots of the kind of rhetoric around us being of a danger to society in some way. There's lots of that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the voices of those who are against trans people are very loud. Yeah. And they're actually coming from quite some authoritative figures. Yeah. And they drown out the voices of trans people. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is what you're getting, what's getting heard and not trans voices, yeah. which is why Transgender Day of Visibility is so important. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, the other awareness days we have, like Transgender Day of Remembrance, is all about the hatred and violence towards trans people and remembering those that have lost their lives by suicide or murder just for being trans. Yeah. So Transgender Day Visibility is opposite to that. It's about celebrating trans people, celebrating our lives, our achievements, also celebrating how far we have come mm -hmm. and highlighting, you know, what still needs to be done. But this is a much more uplifting day, which we need right now. Lockdown yeah. is really hard. We were saying briefly earlier about the um, NHS and how much has been like stopped. Well, there are now tons of trans people who can't access their surgeries yeah. because of lockdown. Trans mental health is already really poor. And now lockdown on top of that, non-access to surgery. And so there's lots of things that people don't realize that are really affecting our trans community right now. And like you said, the um, case of the puberty blockers, mm. I'm really hoping the appeal goes through because this has just been a huge blow to our community and to trans rights, really. Yeah, I think I, I want to touch on that. You obviously, you know, you spoke about mental health and the impact. And I was, I read a report produced by the LGBT Foundation about about the hidden figures um, uh, research. And basically, in terms of the lockdown, you know, it has had a greater impact on the LGBT plus community because yeah. they are already in isolation, yeah. being who they are. A lot of people, a lot of LGBT people live alone uh, and do have, you know, severe mental health issues. Yeah. then you kind of say, okay, you need to be isolated. Yes, we've had social bubbles, et cetera, but they were already on their own and that's not really been addressed. You know, mental health broadly hasn't been addressed. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they change their minds about you can go out for exercise, but actually, you know, from my own experience, obviously when I was, I was initially working from home, I was literally on my own for seven months. Yeah. Uh, and then now I'm back in the workplace, actually, I'm in a very safe workplace, but now the fact I can talk to another human pretty much, it's through a perspex screen or through two meter distance yeah. i'm talking to a human not through through a screen and that's actually helped me uh with my own mental health so mm. I, I you know i think things get brushed on the carpet too often um, and also you mentioned there about obviously voices mm -hmm. and outside the lgbt plus community there is very loud voices uh what we saw throughout 2019 was very loud voices within the LGBT um, communities, particularly where it remember London Pride at the start of yeah. 2019, I think London Pride, you know, mm -hmm. you know there's a group of um, LGBT people stopped the parade because they wanted to say something anti, it uh, was anti-trans. Yeah. You know, however, we spin on it, especially from Pride in London, in terms of the fact that, you know, while well, it was before the actual start, you know, they weren't part of the parade, you can spin on whatever you want, but at the end of the day, that happened, and that was within our own community, and that's really, really sad. 
it's devastating, isn't it? It's really devastating. Dealing with prejudice, hatred, misinformation is hard enough when it's from the wider society. When it's from your own, it's yeah. absolutely devastating. Yeah. I always like to stress, though, this is a minority. The majority of our LGBT community are incredibly accepting and supporting of transgender people. Yeah. I think a lot of this is really just snowballing because all of the misinformation, and I think what a lot of the trans at the anti-trans people are doing is causing a lot of fear mm. and they're targeting things like women being in danger, young children being in danger. And they're very emotive things and they fire people up. So when people hear that, they then get carried away. So then there's lots of people that are hearing these things and they go, oh, we need to protect our young people. We need to protect our females. And actually trans people are not a danger to anybody. No. It's the no. other way around. And nobody's trying to convert children to anything. We had this with the gay community years ago, you know, when gay men were like, oh, they can't be around children because they're going to, you know, it's the gay agenda. And we're just recycling the same phobia, the same transphobia as there was back then with homophobia. Exactly. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head here, Finn, if, if I may. I've, I've listened to, to what we've been saying so far. And I just feel... Yes, 100%. We hit the nail on the head here. I, I, I hear the same issues that I used to hear back in the 80s as yeah. a young uh, teenager activist back then fighting for equal rights. And equal rights mean, means equal rights for those communities who are targeted by this hatred. For me, definitely, the LGBT community, it didn't matter where, where, where you stood, you were all standing against hatred and against prejudice. Yeah. And essentially, that was our common ground, yeah. wherever we, we came from, no matter our background. And there's always been that sense of solidarity and comradeship together in the same fight. What I found lately is that conflating of issues and deflecting from the real issues, which is taking away the help from those who need it the most. Yeah, and those absolutely. voices are drowned. Those voices are drowned. Um, and, and may I just say, I, I feel that this is going further now, further, because these voices being drowned are also not only being drowned and ignored, they are denied the help that they need and they deserve. Yeah. And we are now going down to essential human rights issues here. And that, that fear-mongering has happened over a period of years and I feel so sad that it's still going on now and that it's not being challenged enough and and I'm just going mm. to ask you Finn what can I do I've been fighting all my life against all this prejudice and this hatred what can I do to support uh to be an ally to be a better ally and to support our trans friends better than I have done so far we need our allies more than anything right now. And I think it's very important whenever we see anything negative in the, the press, social media, that we then are retweeting all the positive things. This is why transphobic visibility is so important because people need to see and hear from firsthand experiences. So resharing some of the amazing, there's amazing books, there's amazing podcasts, there's amazing videos, amazing stories from young trans people, from older trans people, to show that we are a wide variety of people with a, huge available um, information on what it's like to be trans, that needs to be shared. So sharing things like that, doing things like, I always say about pronouns, putting pronouns in your bio or in your emails really shows solid solidarity with trans people as well. I always like to stress with these days of visibility that they're great, but they should be a starting point 
for permanent work, not just a one day event. It really annoys me when businesses jump on these things, do something for one day and that's it. This has to be the start of a conversation where we start talking about the young people that everyone's saying are at risk, listen to them. It's actually what you're doing to them that's putting them more at risk, taking away their body autonomy, their ability to choose that they want to go through transition. Changing all of that now so they've not got body autonomy is appalling. Listen to these young people that are struggling with what's happening. Listen to how it feels on a day-to-day basis to check into social media, see your identity debated, Mm. invalidated on a day-to-day basis. And it's about allies standing up for us in that way because it's so hard for trans people to be visible because it's not safe. So I think for trans people, allies are even more important than they've ever been because we need people who are cisgender because often people who are anti-trans will say all cisgender people feel like this and we know they don't. So to see cisgender people stand up and say, this is not true, trans people are not dangerous, young people do know what they're talking about in terms of their gender. That's what we need. We need really brave allies to stop conversations when they happen and say, actually, that's wrong. That is what we really need right now from individuals and from companies. Companies, I think, need to do a much better job for trans people because it's okay having these awareness days and championing the um, authenticity of your workforce, but actually trans people's needs are very different to everybody else's. We can't be our authentic selves at work if we haven't got access to proper toilets, access to days off for appointments and surgeries. So you have to think differently, get to know the trans people because we are part of the LGBT community, but we do have very distinct different needs as well. So Mm -hmm. it's really important. It's really important when they obviously, as you just said, obviously the T is part of a wider community. However, it's a very different set of concerns or issues that they need to that need to resolve and that's why i think in the equality act it's really important that gender is separated out from sexual orientation because they're two very different things people put them as uh, as together but they're not yeah one is sexual orientation one is gender identity even in in saying it is different so i I completely agree that employers do need to kind of step up and kind of go oh great let's have some purple flags out on uh, two days of the year oh great let's put rainbow flag out for two months of the year that's that's great but where, where's the where's the what's next you know i'm doing this because you know and obviously working with the nhs we have the rainbow badges um uh, uh, pledges things like that and that's actually action orientated so what are you doing to earn your rainbow badge mm-hmm. that's really important and i think there's something very similar that I could do within the trans community what are you doing to be an ally saying yes. you know, putting your pronouns at the end of your email is great but why are you doing that so we've got mm-hmm. orders told to Okay, so you don't really you don't really know why you're doing it. I think that's where allyship needs to come in and be a bit more involved. Is go and do a little Google search, read both sides of the coin to be, to understand why you need to be an ally and what we need to do. You know, mm-hmm. you know, as obviously me and Malika, obviously, you know, we have you know we are cisgendered. Uh, you know, I'm an out gay man. Malika is uh, an out straight woman, and how, you know how can we how can we do it? You know, we just got to keep. Pushing, pushing along, um, so Zoom is telling me to do something. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, I, I get distracted very easily. Toys. <laughs> no, but, it, it, and, and this is it really. And I think Finn, I'm so grateful you're on, you're on our show and our, on our conversation today to offer your perspective and your experience. And I think it's really important that those experiences are heard, that really the loud, 
voices that do not represent us, they do not, they do not speak on my behalf, that tends to deny your right to exist. They're not, they're not my voice, and I don't want to hear vo those voices. These are not the voices I want to hear day in, day out, but it appears that we've been exposed to that for a long time. And I think I'm really grateful that you've given me some steps to take forward, although it is essentially what you said, uh, the, the, the fact that we are now being silenced and we are feeling scared to come forward because of that, that, that those this hostility that's out there that there shouldn't be out there hostility Isn't especially it? for anybody who stands up at the moment there is and this is why these kind of conversations are so incredibly important because we need to hear like firsthand how it feels i mean this is why i mean i don't have to tell people i'm trans i am blessed enough mm -hmm. to have been finished my transition i could say nothing but i absolutely refuse to be quiet about this because you know there are lots of people coming after me who have such a bad time of it now compared to what I had. I thought I had it bad enough, but mm -hmm. the waiting list now and the delays for surgery and just what you have to cope with every day is absolutely horrendous. I mean, I do lots of work one-to-one -one with trans people. And the biggest issue is just the lack of support. There is nowhere they can go. And unfortunately, when they do go to support places, they know nothing about trans people. And so trans and non-binary people are not getting their needs met when they go to alcohol and drug services, self-help, places even like psychiatrists and counsellors are not informed enough so the services that are skilled to look after young people trans people older trans people are over resourced yeah. under resourced and, and this is yeah yeah overwhelmed yes, yes. And, and under under resourced yeah. yes. three years is an average waiting time now so it's no wonder that 41% of young trans people are attempting suicide. suicide. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and the yeah. statistics are absolutely heartbreaking around that. Absolutely yes. heartbreaking. Any life lost is, I, 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 it's just upsetting. It's too upsetting for me to be able to, 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 to discuss, you know, to comprehend. And, and I just wish that we could now make some... Uh, positive steps you know to reverse that trend that we've seen that really uh, downwards downward trend in terms of the, the gains we made uh, in my opinion certainly this is how I feel we've we've gone backwards and I just want to reverse I that agree. trend now I just want to reverse that trend in any way we can well, there are loads of amazing books written by trans people. There are lots of anthologies of like trans stories. And I always say to people, read those because the people that say they're speaking on, the, on behalf of trans people and protecting us, mm -hmm. don't protect us. If you want to know what it is to be trans and what we go through, it's from trans people's mouths. And there are some amazing books. I'm always going to say Jessica Kingsley Publishers because that's my publisher. So I'm always going to give them a shout out. But they have some amazing books written by trans people of various ages read those because that tells you what it really is to be trans and shows quite clearly that trans people know themselves we know from a young age who we are let's yeah. face it we all know who our gen what yeah. our gender is don't we so for us to be told no oh, no you don't know and you can't possibly know till this certain time in your life yeah. that's not you know that's not much my perspective in terms of i knew i was gay from a very young age so it's exactly yeah. the same situation people know who they are because you're not in their head don't tell people who they are not what they are and what worries me is like you talked about it's a scene at the beginning and basically i just hope you have to wait 30 years for, for trans people to be on par with everyone else in society you know there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of equality and intersectionality but actually let's not wait 30 years let's, let's have a conversation now you know 
we had the two um, surveys done, the white page interview by government, and it's case of that's just kind of like disappearing into a, a need to Brexit and um, unfortunately the pandemic, where did that go? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, the surveys, I remember, I was trying to think of the words, but you know, we just need to keep lobbying with our with members of parliament about, okay, where has this gone, what's happening with it? And listening yeah. to others because, you know, like, as you kept saying, speak, listen to um, trans people and not speak for them. And mm-hmm. that's the same thing we were doing way back in the eighties, obviously I wasn't, I wasn't born, but um, you know, people are like listening to the LGBT community don't speak for them and I, I think that's where we are now and you know hopefully we, we can we come together and you know for me on on 31st of March I will put on social media a pledge about how am I going to be a trans ally uh, and I'm sure Malika will be the same you know and that's what people need to see not mm-hmm. you know being commercialized you know we, we talked about the pink pound a few years ago let's, oh yes let's, let's have a purple pound because you know that won't work Another thing is really good idea to do as well. If you look on either Mermaid, Gendered Intelligence or Stonewall, they have pre-written letters that you can send to your MP around issues like body autonomy, uh, gender neutral toilets, which is a current issue that they're throwing back up again. Um, using those templates to write to your local MP is also a really good idea because especially from cis people, we need to hear that cis people are on our side as well. Yeah, I remember because I was working in a higher education institution previously, you know, uh, I mean, you know, the organisation I worked for basically pledged to be the first trans-inclusive university in the, in the UK. Bold statement, but in terms of the backup from that, it wasn't great in terms of the fact that, you know, well, what we're going to do, I, we were able to the universities much further ahead in the field. And, it was a, and, you know, the biggest campaign that they did was gender neutral toilets. So now across the campus, there is different pockets of toilets, which are just, they're just a toilet, not men's toilets, women's toilets. But I want to mm-hmm. see... In the future, this might sound really sad. But I want I want Ali McBeal bathrooms across the whole of the country where it was everyone was in there. You know what I mean? It's a toilet. You know, it's not exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a start of a journey, but you know, let's hope we can try and get further along the field. Now, Absolutely. I'd love to be able to talk to you all day about this, and we're literally only going to scratch the surface. I'm sure you'll come back and talk to us again about a bit further. But I just want to say thank you very much for helping us learn podcasting because you, you know you are an expert obviously if you haven't seen uh Vincible, you know go and check uh, Finn's uh, youtube site out and obviously we will put some links at the end of the video but thank you uh, for coming along and helping us on this and you know people are listening or watching uh, they'll take something from this thank, thank you, very you much thank you thank, thank you, you once again well Malika, what, what can we say I, I, I don't have anything else to add after what Finn said, and uh, I think it's it's I think everything's been said really, hasn't it? I think we need to we need to now do our bit really and continue doing our bit. I'm an old veteran now, activist, mm-hmm. and I feel so tired of fighting the same battles over and over again. And seeing that the what Finn said today, you know, it's, it, it speaks to me and, and I, I, my heart breaks because I just can't believe we're, we're having to fight that, yeah. you know, sort of thing again without using some other words. Uh, but it's, it seems to have become even more uh, disgusting now, you know, uh, is what I'm feeling. Do you know what I mean? Back in the 80s, it was what you know we were having those fights and we were standing up against 
people with prejudice, you know, do not touch my friend. That's my friend you're talking about. But now it's it's happening in the unknown, you know, trans people are opening their accounts on Twitter and on Facebook and whatever, and they're exposed to that hatred constantly. And I feel, part of me feels there's more, more needs to happen somehow. The question is, what do we do next to to stop that? You know, Finn hasn't said everything tonight, today, sorry. Uh, he has started the conversation. I think now, as we kind of approach 31st of March in a couple of days, we kind of go, right, okay, what are you going to do to pledge to say how we're going to be more of an ally? And I think there's so much more work to be done. And as Finn said, it's not about commercialising. This is about the day-to-day, you know, yes. how victimised for being who I am. I know you've been victimised for who you are. That should stop. It's 2021 and it's still happening, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, in a couple of episodes time where it's like Black Lives Matter and actually, you know, it's still all these pockets of hostility and it's all in social media. What are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's throwing up a lot of questions and it's really putting question a lot of my my activism where I've been the past few years. And I think even my voice has been silenced and I've not been a good ally for trans trans friends and I want to apologize to them I want to apologize right now I'm apologizing for not having been the ally that I used to be because we've been beaten down you know these loud voices out there they they're not us they're not us they're not who we are as a society you know and uh I, I would really echo that and I like to apologize too because even though I'm part of the LGBT plus community our, our, tra- our trans siblings are going through a very different battle, very similar to what the gay community did a few years ago. But now it's mm. I want to learn and understand, not make assumptions. Uh, and that's how you know, like speaking to Finn, working with Finn, reading his material, I get an understanding. I'm very much I'm very much learning. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Read those experiences, yeah. listen to those experiences. They are the ones that are teaching us how yeah. to be a better human being. How we, how can we, you know, how can we change ourselves? if we're not going to listen to those voices and that's what we need to do more and more speak for us listen to us indeed yeah yes. so um i think we've come to uh, come to another end of another episode um malika so uh you know yes it's only episode two but you know they are it's a lot of work for us to, to put these through i mean just geographically you know you're down south i'm up north and everything's going on with that with our jobs but you know it's been really good to to start these conversations and you know i'm looking forward to the next one uh but you know we'll put some links at the end uh so if you're watching this on on the video version you know we'll put some links uh on if uh, sorry on uh on the on the, the end of the video so I'm, I'm stuttering now i don't know why um but yeah you know like like finn said you know do check out uh, mermaids gendered intelligence uh, and stonewall if you want to know absolutely more but for now my name is graham and i'm malika and you've been listening to the conversation thank you